We believe he came from another planet, that the star of Bethlehem was a so-called UFO, that came from Saturn, that brought about the birth of Jesus, who was from the planet Venus. Yes, it's far out to a lot of people, but not nearly as far out as to say he was the one and only son of God who incarnated at that particular time. That never made sense to me. And I was raised in the Christian religion. You know, what about the people who lived before then? Why didn't they have this one and only way? Mm -hmm. What about the people who never heard about him? So he came with a particular mission. The, the task was to bring about um, a, a manipulation of karma to save the world from a catastrophe. A master of that caliber can choose his own strategy, and his strategy was to allow himself, virtually arrange for himself, to be crucified. The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Hey, Richard. Hey, Darren. So, um, just before we get started on the show today, which I'm very excited about, by the way, because I think there's going to be a lot of revelations that we can share for people. Well, I've got no idea what you're going to even <laughs> ask me, which... So oh, I'll, for you as well. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, yeah. I wanted to share just a comment that came in from a, a recent show that we did. Um, you remember the show we did, Pacifism Not Enough, we are talking yes. about the war in Ukraine. Yeah. I thought this was a very encouraging comment for other people. Um, mm. So, this person writes in and says... Um, that was an awesome show. I sent a quick message of love and light to the people of Ukraine. Thank you for the reminder I should have remembered. I immediately felt warmth and comfort in my shoulders and a little in my neck. I was a bit surprised because I expected to feel drained and tired, but it was the opposite. And I thought, you know, there's a great example of someone who's, who's you know, seen the inspiration of, that you talked about, like raising their hands, visualizing this white light, yeah. sending it outwards, and they've, they've immediately had this experience, you know. We talk a lot about how um, you know you can experience things on this path, yeah. uh, and and in doing so, prove them to yourself, prove them, prove to yourself that they are real. I thought that was a great example. Absolutely, and of course, there have been several people over the years who are healers mm. who have come in and they haven't felt well. They, they they haven't been contagious, but they've just been under the weather. But they've said, no, I'll give healing because the people I'm healing are in much worse condition than I am. By the end of the healing session, they are feeling better too. Yeah. They get cured. And that's, you know, what goes around comes around. It's, it's basic karma. And this person's experienced that. They send out love. They send out prayers. I'm sure they did good. That's their motive. And then they feel the warmth. Uh, and Dr. King used to call it that deep, warm feeling of inner mm. satisfaction, I think he called mm. it, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's not just that she had that experience of accomplishment. I think so. yeah, spiritual accomplishment. Spiritual yeah. accomplishment. So it's not that just she had that feeling. It's that also that she she didn't feel drained, but she felt the opposite, which is pretty a pretty interesting result there. And that can happen. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So today, then, to jump into the show today, I mean, a lot of people around the world this weekend will be celebrating Easter, oh, and um, I thought we could join in the conversation, um, you know, from a, a more, kind of a unique mystical standpoint. Yeah, and really explore for people listening to the show about whether there is any truth 
to the story of Easter mm. as we see it. So, you know, because just poking around online, there's some people who talk about it even from a purely symbolic point of view. And then there are all the way to the people who literally take it as it's written that Jesus was duped by this ignorant rabble and brought to, you know, suffer punishment for it. Yeah, I mean, I think there's no doubt whatsoever um, that he allowed himself to be crucified. He could have easily avoided it. In fact, he basically stimulated the activity oh, and, provoked, and, and yeah. provoked it and brought it on himself quite deliberately because he was there to take karma. Um, I think, you know, some people, can you imagine what it must have been like for, I don't know, say, let's say St. Paul and some of the early apostles and people who were going around uh, the, the, the world as it was known then, or the East and the Middle East and into Europe and so on, putting out the message that this being had risen from the dead. I mean, people struggle with it now. Some Christian teachers, some ministers, some bishops try to rewrite it, just like they try to rewrite the virgin birth. But it was the absolute demonstration that there's no such thing as, as death. I mean, it's, it's difficult enough for us putting out this message, this comes from Mars. You know, that's, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. that's contentious. But can you imagine putting out the message they had to put out mm -hmm. and that he was the son of God and so forth? Um, much more uh, far out concept, I would say, than to say, well, he came from Venus, mm -hmm. as we would say. Right. Um, but no, it's a fantastic demonstration of, of life after death, among many, many other things. It was a karmic manipulation. It demonstrated ascension, which is the sixth freedom, of course, in the nine freedoms, uh, and it proved nobody dies. Mm -hmm. Well, let's just let's. You mentioned um, that he that he deliberately provoked people, and that it was his mission yeah. to come and die, and that that yeah. was a common relation. Why don't we go back to like Jesus, who he is, where did he come from? How would we even take that? How would we? How would that even kind of flow from um, what we believe about him? Because most people would think, well, you know, he. he you know, he was he was born the Virgin Mary, and he, um, you know, he, he he was a teacher, and he taught many people, and eventually he was captured. And so, where do where do we differ? How how where do we where do we differ from that story? Well, first of all, we believe he came from another planet. That the Star of Bethlehem was a so-called UFO. People say now, of some, it was a satellite. I would say a very definite craft that came here. Um, I don't know whether I'm right to call it a satellite, but it was certainly a large craft based on what we know of it that came from Saturn that brought about the birth of Jesus, who was from the planet Venus. Um, that is, I think, yes, it's far out to a lot of people, but not nearly as far out as to say he was the one and only son of God who incarnated at that particular time. That never made sense to me. And I was raised in the Christian religion. You know, what about the people who lived before then? Why didn't they have this one and only way? Mm -hmm. What about the people who never heard about him? So he came with a particular mission and he framed his own mission. He decided how to go about it. Uh, and it, the, the task was to bring about um, a, a manipulation of karma to save the world from a catastrophe. And there, you know, a master of that caliber can choose his own strategy. And his strategy was to allow himself, virtually arrange for himself, to be crucified. It could have been stopped. Um, according to the Bible, Pontius Pilate's wife had a dream warning her and he, she warned him not to proceed with this. Um, and he shouldn't have proceeded with it. But it's probably what most Roman um, 
would have done. governors would have done in, under those conditions. They, they, after all, the Master Jesus went into Jerusalem and caused a consternation, upset the uh, community, the elders of, of the Jewish faith at the time in, the, in, the, in that area, upset the Romans, mm. disturbed the Sabbath, and it was just what was going to happen. It's what he wanted to happen. And it did happen. It was a, it's a terrible, terrible thing. It's, a, it's an absolute scar in our history that that happened. Uh, it, sh it should have been stopped um, or an attempt. And then he would, have, he would still have brought about his manipulation mm. in a different Somehow. way. Yeah. yeah. But it went ahead. But then, of course, he did rise from the dead. Um, it's not the only case, but it's certainly the most famous case. And it made his movement extremely famous, extremely controversial and contentious, mm. but very, very famous. So basically we have a being from another planet in our solar system who has, um, whether he or, or his superiors had foreseen that there was this necessity for him to, or for someone to come to Earth to manipulate the karma mm -hmm. in this way to avert a catastrophe. He came here, he arranged the whole mission as you're describing, yeah. in the sense that he planned to die in this way in order to manipulate karma. Yeah. And uh, he purposely provoked the authorities, the, the, the people at that time, in order to bring that situation about. Mm. That's yeah, and it's possible, and I would say actually likely, that Judas uh, was one of his closest disciples with the most difficult task of all of them. Oh, that's a real rewriting. Of yeah, not, not the traitor, yeah. but, but the deliberate plant, if you like, who, mm. who helped to bring about Master Jesus' strategy and what a terrible task to be given. They're very, very misunderstood. I think I don't know that for a fact, but it seems very likely. Dr. King was certainly open to that, never made it an absolute statement, but very open to it. Mm. And again, St. Peter is grossly underestimated, you know, that he would weaken when the cock crowed three times and betray Jesus and so on. A very clearly a very strong man, you know, a man who just very shortly before that had cut off the ear of a centurion, we're told. Defense, this is not a yeah. man who, who, who would be frightened of going to his death with his own master, mm -hmm. if that was his mission. But they, he too was from another world, actually Mars. And cosmic intelligences follow them, their destiny, their chosen mission to the letter, just as Dr. King did. And you know, we don't make any bones of it now that Dr. King himself came from another planet. Mm -hmm. And I think what's interesting there, what you're getting at, is that Jesus was, was, was one of many avatars who have come to Earth, although he is one of the most famous missions of all. Yeah. But, you know, as you, as you described, St. Peter, Dr. George King, and others, and others yeah. also came mm -hmm. from other planets in a solar system. I mean, another one who had a gruesome death was Samson, mm. and also had a, a mother who wasn't capable of, of childbirth. It's slightly different from Virgin, you know, the Virgin Mary's story, but his mother wasn't able to um, conceive. And she too was visited by an angel. And then she too gave birth. It, it's not, not such a famous case, and Samson isn't considered uh, in the same light as the Master Jesus. But then he had a different mission, and we don't have any idea what it was really all about and yeah, what he don't. was accomplishing. Yeah. We do know it's a gruesome, gruesome death, mm. which must have manipulated karma as well. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's amazing actually how little we know about their missions to Earth, actually. I mean, mm. um, when you think 
I mean, I, I don't know how many there were. I mean, there are some, obviously, there are more, some more famous avatars like the Lord Buddha, Sri Krishna, and others mm. like the Master Jesus. But then many others, like you say, who, who would who would have claimed that Samson was from another planet? Many people wouldn't have, you know, described him no. in that way. And possibly many others who have more silent missions to. Work. And he had a brilliant mind, mm. you know, Samson as well. Mm. Uh, he's not he's not portrayed that way, you know, because there's this sort of idea of a big strong man not being quite so bright, which is ridiculous. He, he, and he was known for what they called his riddles, but he, I mean, Dr. King explained one of those to me, which was the honey that came forth from the lion, the carcass of the lion. He'd had to uh, rescue um, a, a community from a rampaging lion and he killed it with his own bare hands, mm. fought it and killed a lion. And then out of the lion came forth honey and he, he, that was a, a, a riddle that he, that was a miracle too, because mm. honey doesn't come forth from the carcass of the lion <laughs> normally. Yeah. And it, what it meant though, and I don't think it's answered in the Bible, but we can answer it here on the Spiritual Freedom Show, mm -hmm. is that from adversity can come advantage. Mm. So even from that negative thing, having to kill a lion, but to save lives, mm. but even from that death came forth honey. Yeah, I mean that's that's almost a theme going back to the Master Jesus, isn't it? It is. Yeah, but what he what he was able to. But a karmic manipulation can be brought about by an avatar for that very reason. They only have the karma that they have accepted. So when they take on karma, and the, and the Master Jesus did it in a particular way, Dr. King was a karmic manipulator like we've never seen one before. Mm -hmm. But he did it in different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, I think apropos of the nine freedoms, though, his very those years, although I don't think he knew it then, but the years he spent doing advanced forms of yoga, which took him to samadhi, and once he'd attained samadhi, he didn't use it for himself. He didn't use it for his own bliss. Mm. He didn't use it to sort of detach from the world and go off to a high plane and bathe himself in the bliss and, and leave this realm behind. He used it to bring transmissions through. So I think you could say that all those, apart from the training, those years were a karmic manipulation mm -hmm. that he was making. Because as I say they, they don't bring karma of their own other than the karma they accept, but they still have to you know, manipulate karma to bring everything about. And in the case of the Master Jesus, his moves were very clear and, and it's quite apparent. I mean, he went out of his way, for example, uh, according to the Bible, to obtain... I think it was, a, was it a donkey or an ass to ride in on Palm Sunday? Because that had been prophesied early. He was That's fulfilling it. the role deliberately of the Messiah, then allowing this death to take place. So um, let's come back to, for a moment to the point about, you mentioned karmic manipulation. I thought we could help people understand a little bit more about what that means in this context of the Master Jesus. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, karma is wrongly perceived as a bad thing. Mm. And, you know, oh dear, I'm getting some karma. But in the nine freedoms, the Master Jesus actually states, after the ninth freedom, his, almost his final words are, may your journey through your karma be a wonderful one. Wow, yeah, good. And that's, good. that's uh, Tells it, all, it? it's a positive approach. Karma isn't, mm -hmm. isn't a negative, but it can be manipulated. So an avatar who comes to earth, and, and the Master Jesus was, was one, can use that and bring about certain results uh, by suffering, through their suffering. And there are other examples. Ramakrishna is another one 
who had throat cancer. Dr. George King told me absolutely explicitly at one point when he was quite ill towards the end that he was taking karma to enable a particular mission to go forth beyond his wow. passing. Um, and and that's, this is how they're able to operate. The average person couldn't do that because we've got our hands full dealing with our own karma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're not in that position so much. We can still manipulate karma, though. Mm. Everyone can manipulate karma. You can manipulate karma. Mm. You know, we can all do that through our actions because we are part of humanity. Mm. So that's something also to remember when you're giving service. Yes, you're giving service and it helps you personally. It helps your own karma. But you're helping to some degree the karma of the world as a whole. Yes, yeah, totally. Mm. In fact, that in some ways is more important even than the energy you're sending out. So what actually happened then in the case of the Master Jesus coming to Earth and his mission then? In the, that karmic manipulation, what, was, what did he achieve? What he achieved was to avert a catastrophe that was due in those days. Uh, it's depicted wrongly uh, as, the, as he, so forgiveness of sins. Mm. It wasn't a forgiveness of sins, but it was, if you like, a postponement of the effect of those sins by taking it on himself. Okay. And he did that through his suffering. There were several occasions, according to the Bible, and I think the Gospels, by the way, uh, having written, being privileged to write the, the biography of an avatar, mm -hmm. I think the Gospels are quite thin. Uh, they weren't written by people who knew Jesus. They weren't written by, you know, well, they certainly weren't written by St. John. Uh, was it Mark, Luth, Luke? Luke, I don't think, knew Jesus very well, if he knew him at all, Mark likewise. And most of them were written much later by followers of those people. And they don't get, as it were, into what was Jesus was really like mm -hmm. as a person, as a man. They just tell you where he went and some of his teachings, which is still interesting. And of course, they've been modified, sometimes deliberately, sometimes by accident of translation or whatever. But any, anyway, we are shown a couple of examples in there where there was an attempt to trap him earlier by people. And he came up with these brilliant answers. I mean, talk about thinking on your feet. Apart mm. from the, the profound philosophy, you know, the two I'm thinking of, I think one was uh, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. And that, I mean, Dr. King kind of improved on that. He said, give unto Caesar what Caesar thinks is Caesar's. Oh, yeah. okay. But there again, you could say, Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's at a subtle level. If it's not Caesar's, don't give it to him. But he yes. didn't say that. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yes. Just exactly. going here by the Bible. And yeah. there's an even better one, of course, where he said, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Absolutely brilliant teaching when he was on a spot. It was mm. an attempt to trap him, mm. to break a, a law so that then they could take him to the... Yeah, they had a reason at the point. Yeah, et cetera. Mm. Um, so he, he could avoid it, but he obviously chose to do it. But... You know, behind the suffering and the suffering that he accepted and that his suffering paid a price which averted a disaster, which humanity as a whole would have suffered grievously had he not done that. It wasn't a forgiveness of sins. It was a manipulation of karma on our behalf. But of course, if you go deeper into it, he was then standing for truth, standing yeah. for light. He'd gone in then. He was not trying any longer to avoid, cleverly avoid, because he'd picked his moment. And he decided to stand for what he believed. He represented something, and he stood by what he represented and died by what he represented. And that made this very powerful 
terrible, awful karmic manipulation. You said something interesting there about um, you know karmic manipulation versus the forgiveness of sins. Yeah. So I, I know, and, and Dr. King has talked about this too. There is no such thing as forgiveness of sins. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that because that's I mean, a major it's, revelation. It's isn't ludicrous, it? isn't yeah. it? I'm I'm sorry to upset people here, but. The idea that, you know, and they used to do this on their deathbed, suddenly confess and get a priest, okay, you're forgiven. Mm. No way. I mean, it's good to confess, actually. It's good to know what you've done wrong. And it's only so that you can do right in future. Um, but the idea that that's it, all I had to do was just sort of say X number of Hail Marys and it's done, dealt with. Mm -hmm. Sorry, no. Because the lesson has to be learned. Right. It's all about, and this is, the Master Jesus' New Age teaching, going back to God, realizing our divinity. That's what we're here for. That's what everyone is here for. That's what every aspect of, that's what a blade of grass is here for. That's what a pebble is here for. And we, the manipulation of karma is to bring about that return to God. Yeah, I like the point you say that about the, the vital lessons that we take from experience. Mm. Uh, I think that's even what Bar Sector Six says there in, in the in Six Freedom. Um, yeah. But it's um, because what if if we didn't have those lessons, we'd be we wouldn't be able to get back to God. That's the implication, isn't it? That's all. It saying. is, and yeah. experience is a wonderful thing. Mm. And this is where some of the old yogis, sorry to say it, and some of the past teachings were wrong. I'm going to go that far in that they almost frowned on experience, almost attempted to avoid experience. This is the massive, massive change, which we've talked about a yeah. lot of the Spiritual Freedom yeah. Show, from transmigration to transmutation. You can only bring transmutation through experience. Experience, says the Master Jesus, is the greatest gift from man or even God to man. It's a wonderful thing. It's, this is what we're here for. And this has got to be some of the reasons why creation occurred in the first place. That's, you know, because you could then go back and say that forgiveness of sins would be kind of like the worst thing that could happen to you. Well, yes. Because you wouldn't have this wonderful experience that we're talking and about. And the, yeah. the stupidity of it is, is yeah. that, you know, parents, for example, school teachers, which I was some many years ago, and so on, if, if a child makes a mistake and you say, oh, that's okay, you're forgiven every mm. time and you don't, they don't learn anything, they don't mm. from it. They just have to sort of, yes, there's a place for forgiveness, and Jesus actually taught forgiveness right. uh, among people. But in the end, it's experience that we require. And some of the experience, and I think this can be very helpful because we talked before, and you asked me oh, before yeah. about what of people are in these dire, really we, had a, we had an inquiry, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Terrible yeah. situations. What is the point? And it's, I mean, I can't judge, you know, I'm not in this life in that position, so I'm not going to judge anyone at all. All I would say is that if we can know why mm. we have, for some reason which we can't fathom at the moment, it's essential for us ultimately to realize our divinity, to have these trials in this life, and hopefully only in this life, hopefully not in the next life, if we go through them correctly in this one. I think that's a that's a strengthener, yeah, and it helps us through our own karma. No, I absolutely agree. So it's it's not that the sin was forgiven in any way. Is that um, the that it, what did he actually do in taking it upon himself? You said defer it in some way, didn't you describe? It, it? was deferred because okay. in the end we've got to deal with it at some point. So it yeah. delayed it. It mm. put it off. It mm. didn't happen at that time. 
which gives us more opportunity to evolve. Mm. This is what really uh, the Ethereum Society is all about in the end, yeah. uh, is trying to give more and more people more and more opportunity to take their, you know, to evolve, yeah. to, 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 to delay, as it were, the, the great change which is to come. Uh, and when it does come and, and, and the decisions are made by the lords of karma and so on, um, that will be that. Um, no one will be, I mean, everyone will be given an opportunity wherever they may be to advance still. Right, right, right. But the more we can, as it were, manipulate karma through what we do, through our mission, through our prayers, through our actions, then the more opportunity there will be for the more people to change before that happens. Uh, it's, it's, it's actually um, amazing similarity between, you know, in terms of what we're trying to achieve, almost like buying all of us more time to evolve. Yeah. And what the Master Jesus did in terms of that calculation at that, manipulation at that time is that yeah. he was also buying people time to evolve yeah. and change so that yeah. they could be stronger at the point in which they need to take this upon themselves and, and yeah. do these lessons. Yeah. One last point I'd like to go through because I think it's kind of like a massive implication of what we're saying here. You know, we've said his, the Master Jesus, um, an advanced being for a higher plane of another planet, specifically Venus, um, who's come to Earth with a mission to help us at this time. I mean... Basically, it means that we're not alone in our solar system. And not only that, but there are these other civilizations who are watching out for us in our solar system. It's a really strange thing to me that I actually don't know of anyone at the moment, but there could easily be someone, who is claiming contact with intelligences in this solar system. Mm. There are people out there claiming contact with the Pleiades, with Sirius, with some distant constellation yeah. which we don't know the name of, yeah. etc. Um, some even don't know where the source is, but they just say they're from other worlds. And be very careful. I, to, I advise everyone to discriminate because a lot of these aren't correct. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean they're lying, but they might believe it, but they're still not correct. They're not true. But the, obviously the most logical place for a contact to be made is from within this solar system. Mm -hmm. And of course, Dr. King always said from the very beginning, I, I, I met someone who knew him in the 1950s, who was also in the Flying Saucer movement, who's, who's passed on now. He's actually older than Dr. King, but I met him in his very old, old age. And he told me Dr. King was always adamant that life in this solar system was at a higher level. Some would call it a spiritual level. Um, when it wasn't, as it were, necessary to believe that, because yeah. you could, there might still be at that time physical life there. Mm. Uh, he always said that, right from the very, very first transmission at Caxton Hall, actually. This is alluded to. Yeah. And that was in 1955. You know, one thought I think we could just finish with here, Richard, that I think is incredibly inspiring is this whole, is, is actually the cosmic context in which all this happened, yeah. you know. We think about Easter very much as like a Christian story limited to some little religion on earth, but it's, it's not about that, actually. It's a story no. of the whole of humanity. And not just that, the story of our solar system as well. Yes. And it's a demonstration of something which is very, very ancient. Mm. I mean, in the Nine Freedoms, the Master Jesus calls it resurrection into the light of ascension. Mm. What is a bodhisattva, truly, someone who has ascended? What is a member of the so-called Great White Brotherhood or the spiritual hierarchy of Earth? The men and women in that movement have all ascended. They haven't had such a famous and terrible uh, way of having to demonstrate that. It yeah. is a beautiful, wonderful thing. 
but it does demonstrate, as you rightly say, one of the most ancient things, something which is practiced on every other planet uh, as, as, a, as a given, which is ascension, living beyond three score years and ten, it's a bit more now, <laughs> but whatever it is that we can do on this earth. Thank you very much. Thank you. Everybody, it's Darren here. Thanks for tuning into the show. Now, if you enjoyed that episode, don't forget to subscribe for more wisdom from the Nine Freedoms. If you'd like to find out more about the Nine Freedoms, about Mars Sector 6 by Dr. George King, go to our website, that's ethereus.org. Richard and I love hearing from you, receiving your comments, your questions, on your spiritual experiences, and talking about them on the show. So do write to us, share them with us at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Always remember that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. See you next time.